Stories are run on a cycle on the news to where we almost become sick of them. Crimes and mysteries oftentimes end up never getting answered. Did the family get justice for their loved one? Was the accused even guilty? Welcome to the Aftermath, where we try to answer some of the mysteries we forgot about due to life smacking us in the face with more happenings. Forgotten Story, D.B. Cooper Wednesday, November 24th, 1971, Thanksgiving Eve Day. A passenger who stated his name was Dan Cooper boarded Northwest Orient Airlines with a ticket bought with cash, purchasing a one-way ticket to Seattle, Washington. He was described as a man in his mid-40s, wearing a business suit, a black rain overcoat, brown shoes, white shirt, and a black tie. He carried with him a suitcase and a brown paper bag. During the flight, Cooper handed the flight attendant, Florence Schaffner, a note, and she put it in her pocket, where Cooper then said, Miss, you'd better look at that note. I have a bomb. He then indicated he had a bomb in his briefcase and wanted her to sit down with him. The flight attendant sat down, and Cooper showed her a mass of wires and red-colored sticks. Cooper told her to take his demands to the pilot. He wanted four parachutes and $200,000 in $20 bills. In 2022 time, that's the equivalent of $1.4 million, and he wanted it by 5 p.m. Upon landing in Seattle, Cooper released the passengers in exchange for the money and parachutes, but he made several crew members remain, including the pilot. The plane took off again, and Cooper demanded the course be set for Mexico City. However, somewhere between Seattle and Reno, Nevada, a little after 8 p.m., Cooper jumped out of the back of the plane with a parachute and ransom money, disappearing forever. This would go down as the only unsolved hijacking in American history. The FBI became involved during the flight and opened what has now become one of the longest cold cases in FBI history known as NORJAC, which stands for Northwest Hijacking. In the first five years after the skyjacking, the FBI considered over 800 suspects. According to the FBI, perhaps Cooper didn't survive his jump from the plane. After all, the parachute he used could be steered. His clothing and footwear were unsuitable for a rough landing, and he jumped into a wooded area at night, a dangerous proposition for a seasoned pro, which evidence suggests Cooper was not. Due to miscommunication between news outlets, Dan Cooper becomes D.B. Cooper. FBI agents recovered 66 unidentified latent fingerprints aboard the airliner. The agents also found Cooper's black clip-on tie, his tie clip, and two of the four parachutes, one of which had been opened and two shroud lines cut from the canopy. Authorities interviewed eyewitnesses in Portland, Seattle, and Reno. A series of composite sketches were developed. December 1971, U.S. Attorney John N. Mitchell releases the serial numbers of the $20 bills that made up Cooper's ransom. Initially, no bills are recovered, fueling the theory that Cooper perished in his jump, but the publicity surrounding the event may have just driven D.B. Cooper further underground. 1978, Northwest sells the plane used in the Cooper skyjacking to Piedmont Airlines in North Carolina. A hunter in Washington finds a placard verified to be from the aft stairs of Cooper's 727. February 1980, an 8-year-old boy named Brian Ingram finds $5,800 in decomposing $20 bills by the edge of the Columbia River near Vancouver, Washington. The FBI matches the serial numbers on the bills, and they are Cooper's ransom. It's the only Cooper money to ever be recovered. The great majority of ransom still remains uncovered, according to the FBI. 1986, Norjack, The Investigation of D.B. Cooper, is published. November 24, 1996, the Boeing 727 aircraft used in the Cooper hijacking is scrapped in a Memphis junkyard. Suspects 
July 24, 2000, CBS News reported that a Florida widow, Joe Weber, claimed her husband confessed to the crime shortly before dying in 1995. A U.S. News & World Report article states that Dwayne L. Weber confessed about being D.B. Cooper on his deathbed. Weber's wife recalls compelling circumstantial evidence about him, but the FBI dismisses him as a suspect after analyzing fingerprints and DNA. 2007, Kenneth Christensen. Responding to an article in New York Magazine that made the case that former Northwest flight attendant Kenneth Christensen was Cooper, the FBI reported he didn't match the physical descriptions and was a skilled paratrooper. By that time, the Bureau had determined the person behind the skyjacking was not an expert paratrooper. Hospitalized in Florida with kidney disease, Dwayne Weber motioned to his wife to come closer. After 17 years of marriage, there was something she needed to know. He says, come here, come closer. He wanted me about two feet from his face, Joe Weber recalls. He says, I have a secret to tell you. I said, what? He replied, I'm Dan Cooper. Robert W. Rackstraw, a pilot and Vietnam veteran, Rackstraw was among the potential suspects cleared by the FBI in the 1980s. He was called to the Bureau's attention by two investigators in California who noticed a resemblance between Rackstraw and drawings of the Cooper suspect while they were investigating Rackstraw for another crime. A 2016 book by Thomas J. Colbert, a California researcher and movie producer, makes the case that Rackstraw was a hijacker. Rick Sherwood, a Northern Indiana veteran who helped Colbert researched the case, says he found coded messages in letters allegedly written by the hijacker and sent to several newspapers after the crime. Sherwood says those hidden messages all point to Rackstraw, including one that includes Rackstraw's name and former military rank. Over the years, Rackstraw has denied the allegations, but also remained cagey. In an interview with the Indianapolis Star, Rackstraw refused to deny the claims by Sherwood and Colbert that he is D.B. Cooper. Richard Floyd McCoy Jr. An FBI webpage about the famous cases and criminals says one person from our list, Richard Floyd McCoy, is still a favorite suspect among many, and for good reason. Less than five months after Cooper disappeared into the night over the Pacific Northwest, McCoy pulled off a copycat crime in which he hijacked United Airlines Flight 8. Five, five, a Boeing 727 like the plane Cooper hijacked from Newark, New Jersey to Los Angeles. McCoy, who was armed with a pistol and grenade, demanded $500,000 for parachutes, which he was given in exchange for releasing passengers when the diverted flight landed in San Francisco. When the plane took off again, flying east at McCoy's direction, he jumped over Utah. Within days, McCoy was arrested at his home in Provo. He was convicted and sentenced to 45 years in prison. In 1974, after escaping a federal prison in Pennsylvania, McCoy was killed in a shootout with police. The FBI webpage of famous crimes and criminals said McCoy was ruled out because he didn't match the nearly identical physical descriptions of Cooper provided by two flight attendants and for other reasons. In 2011, the Seattle Times reported the FBI was investigating a promising lead in the Cooper case and confirmed that Marla Cooper, who lived in Oklahoma City, had provided information. The Bureau also said it was working with the family to obtain which fingerprints might be lifted to compare to partial prints obtained on the Boeing jet. Lynn Doyle Cooper, 
who also died in 1999, was the uncle of Marla Cooper. She also shared her claims in a televised interview the Seattle Times reported. Marla Cooper, 48, citing memories from when she was 8 years old, first told ABC News that she recalled her uncle's planning something suspicious just before Thanksgiving in 1971 at her grandmother's house in Sisters, Oregon. The two used walkie-talkies and left suddenly to go turkey hunting, she said. On Thanksgiving morning, Lynn Doyle Cooper, known to the family as LD, returned home bloody and bruised, claiming he had been involved in a car accident, Marla Cooper told ABC News. Marla Cooper, who lived in Spokane at the time, said she overheard LD Cooper say, We did it. Our money problems are over. We hijacked an airplane. William Pratt Gossett. In 2008, ABC News reported that Spokane, Washington lawyer and Cooper researcher Galen Cook said, College professor William Wolfgang Gossett once showed his sons a key to a Vancouver, British Columbia safety deposit box, which he claimed contained the missing ransom money. A veteran with parachute training, Gossett died in 2003. The ABC story continued. Late in his life, Gossett reportedly told his three sons that he committed the hijacking. But in spite of all circumstantial evidence, the FBI was never able to implicate Gossett and could never place him in the Pacific Northwest at the time of the Cooper hijacking. There is not one link to the D.B. Cooper case other than statements made to someone, FBI Special Agent Larry Carr told ABC News. In 2015, Detroit Free Press published an article about a possible Cooper suspect and noted that John List, a World War II and Korean War veteran in 1971, murdered his wife, three teenage children, and an 85-year-old mother 15 days before the Cooper hijacking was a suspect in the Cooper case. After the murders, List happened to withdraw $200,000 from his mother's bank account and disappeared. He was captured in 1989 after living with a false identity for 17 years. List would admit to killing his family, but told authorities he had no involvement in the Cooper hijacking. Ralph Himmelsbach, a retired FBI agent who initially investigated the Cooper hijacking, believes Cooper died, but added that John List warranted investigating because both were about the same height and weight and wore glasses. John List died in prison in 2008. Since no direct evidence implicates him, the FBI is no longer considering John List as a Cooper suspect. Will the D.B. Cooper case ever be solved, or will it remain a mystery?